Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 13. I'm Joel Payne from Resound Worship. I'm Sam Hargreaves from EngageWorship.org. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. This week, we're dissecting the classic song, Give Thanks to the Lord, reviewing April's Eastertide Challenge, setting the May Songwriting Challenge, and asking how to write lively praise songs in the workshop, as well as responding to your emails, Facebook posts, and tweets. Good morning, Sam. Hello, Joel. Nice to see you again, as always. Have you been up to anything exciting? Yeah, we were at Spring Harvest in Minehead, as were you, although we yeah. were there the week after you. Um, and we were doing hosting in the alternative venue um, with a guy called Andy Smith leading worship, who's great. People should check him out. And uh, also um, we were doing the prayer house, which was really good fun because we got to lead um, lots of different kinds of worship all through the day. So some very sort of um, word-based liturgical worship, creative silent and then we did some kind of free-flowing um call it soaking worship in the evening so yeah, it was it was good good variety enjoyed that and then uh we've also it was actually last year sarah and i were interviewed um by a guy um who's put together a book called together with god yeah and it's stories of how families in the uk are doing family worship so not like meaning worship in the home together as a family. Um, and there's a whole range of different kind of couples and, and families that have been interviewed. And then he's put the book together um, with a bit of kind of biblical basis, but it's it's a very simple kind of practical, you know, it's the book you could give any family and say, this is some ideas for how you might start doing family worship together. So that's out now. So we, we're selling that on the Engage Worship. So you're, you're in it as in you're talking about how your family does it? Exactly, yeah. So yeah. we're one of the fifteen families that have been interviewed. Yeah, it's a really good book, and it's been it's been recommended by Bob Hartman and uh, Mark Mellowish, people like that. Nice. Oh, I'd like to read it. And you've been writing as well, haven't you? You're... We are still, yeah, we're knuckling down on our, our big book for um, London Institute for Contemporary Christianity. So uh, we got a deadline of next week to get a major draft to them. So that's that's been a big project. And I have seen, which the rest of the listeners won't have seen. Um, in our in our secret songwriting place, you sort of it, you've been on fire. You've been inspired, and I think by writing, by ministering, but suddenly there's all these songs coming out of you. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I, I do genuinely think that you have dry times, and you have, you know, I do try and keep writing, but it's been a really good patch. I would say one thing is Stuart Townend talked about when you interviewed him about. Um, having a time when you say, right, I'm just going to write a lot now. And I think that's, yeah. I've got into the headspace where I've said, no, I'm going to give away over, you know, some afternoons and some evenings and I'm just going to try and write a lot. And it's, I think he's right that once you get in that headspace, you, you do write more. And then, yeah, definitely the writing the book has given me things where I've thought, oh yeah, we don't have a song for that. And so I've sort of written into to gaps. So yeah. hopefully... Some of those will see the light of day. I, I think as well that your lyrics have been flowing, and I'm sure some of that is because you're just you're you're spending your days writing. Well, you know, writing not writing songs, but you're writing, writing, pouring stuff yeah. out, and so you're just getting. So when it comes to to write a song, you, you're just in that mode. The synapse pathways have been formed, and the the words are flowing. So I think that's 
It's brilliant. So maybe that's the secret, actually. Always try and write a book before a song. <laughs> well, I think also the 12 Song Challenge has really worked because it's the, the 12 Song Challenge takes the pressure off that this song has to be a brilliant finished work. Yeah. It just is a, right, I'm going to get a song out there. And I'd say, apart from this one for this month, the other ones, I don't think they will probably see the light of day. Yeah. But I've got songs out. And I think I've taken that same attitude to all my writing now, which is, well, I'm just going to write this song. I'm just going to see where it goes mm. without the pressure of this has got to be finished. But the, the bonus of that is actually some of the songs do become finished songs. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah, so as you said, I was at Spring Harvest too. Uh, so that was our first time trying to attend this kind of big conference with little Huckleberry. Aww. And I have to be honest, we were complete failures. <laughs> we... Um, we struggle to get to most things because we just couldn't work out how to do the time it with him waking up having his nap having his lunch and going to crash and and so there on. is no condemnation for those who have children is there right? of that age thank you. thank you we also had various people we said we'd go meet up with on site we never managed it so but by the last day we suddenly somehow we got the hang of it and we started attending stuff and then we had to come home so that was a shame. <laughs> but the thing we did go to um, pretty much every morning was the um the big start which is the kind of all age Yay. thing which I don't, I probably have been to before, but I'd never been to quite so enthusiastically. And I loved it. Mm. I have to say, the thing I most appreciated was just there was a stage packed with people. They're all dressed as pirates. They're all doing all these kind of shenanigans. <laughs> of course they were and that was as fun, of course. And that was all fun. But then when they went into a worship song, it's like they all suddenly went, came out of character and they all worshipped God. And there were, I don't know, about 15 of them on the stage. And I found it inspiring. I found it yeah. really encouraging to just move from this is fun, but, it, you know, we're learning to, wow, this is real heartfelt worship. So I thought that was really good. But what really struck me was the the two main sort of lively all-age songs that we sang every morning were Blessed Be the Name of the Lord, Blessed mm-hmm. Be the Name of the Lord. Wow, that is a blast from the And Our God is a Great Big God. And I thought, gosh... They come along once in a generation, these, don't they? Yeah. I mean, well, there are some others, but If people are prepared to write them, you know, yeah. then I think we could have more. Do you think we should do a podcast on the, on the <laughs> could, theme? Could well, we have trailed our, our theme so. long enough? It's still not here, people, but it's coming. Yeah. But I have to say, that, isn't that interesting? The, say, sort of the same ones we're singing everywhere. We'll have to figure out what makes them such good songs. Um, I've also, uh, for Jubilate, which is the more sort of hymn side of what um of our organization i went to a tag meeting which is the texts advisory group so that's where people send in texts and we anonymously assess them sometimes they're even by people in the room and then we kind of send back um i either accept them or send back revisions and so on and one thing that i just thought while i was there is there's a there's a bit of a dearth of quality hymn writing at the moment mm. and the people who used to write the hymns in the olden days were the vicars yeah and the pastors and the clergy and so on, not the singer-songwriters and the you know 17-year-old worship leaders. And, and I think we should try and find some more vicars who've got that kind of theological training, who've got pastoral hearts, who want to lead people in worship and also have you know poetic skills. Yeah. I think that's where we might find a new generation of amazing hymn writers. So I'm quite excited yeah. about that idea. I don't know how I'm going to find them, but if you know a vicar, anyone... Uh, who, you know, writes the odd hymn. We'd love to hear from them. Um, also been making plans for the 50th celebration of Jubilate Youth Praise that's happening in October. It's looking like a really exciting event. What's the date of that, Joel? It is the 15th of October. 
Brilliant. Um, and we really, basically, we really want everyone to come. We want our listeners to this. We want people in the 12th Song Challenge. We want our, our writers and our members and our sus- subscribers. It's going to be a big event where we'll look back at some amazing stuff that God's done in 50 years and mm. set out our vision and our plans, which I think are some quite exciting plans, which we'll tell you more about over the next few podcasts um, for the next 50 years. Um, I also I had a busy time, Sam. I also met a guy from New Scottish Hymns. Ah. Uh, that's cool. You should go and look. Um, Google them, New Scottish Hymns, and check out what they're doing because it's really writing some great stuff. And I'm going to try and get Greg um, as an interview. Um, they've got a new album coming, and I think it's some really impressive stuff. And then finally, I've been working out how to get Swedish Krona because we're coming out to see you next week. Yay. Yay. Don't do what my granddad did and very proudly went and got his Euros. Really? <laughs> he came up to my dad and said, I've got my Euros for Sweden. <laughs> and my dad said, they don't use Euros. <laughs> it's not going to be much use. Lovely. Doggedly holding on to their own, uh, their own yeah. currency. Well, we all do it, don't we? Well, not all, obviously not all of us, no. <laughs> <laughs> um Shall we move on? Let us dissect a classic. Dissect a classic. This time we are going to look at another one of the CCLI Top 25. And this is Chris Tomlin's Give Thanks to the Lord or Forever, depending on which you prefer to call it. I I suppose the most interesting thing I've discovered about this is it took Chris Tomlin four years to write this. Wow. Four years. You think it's, you know, there we are trying to write a song a month Mm. and four years. And the... The big reason for it was that he wrote the verses relatively... I mean, he obviously worked on them and crafted them, and um, but relatively quickly. And then he just had them sitting around for, for ages. And he says that every time he would go to the studio to do recording or meet up with musicians or something, he'd play them and, and hope that someone would come up with the chorus. And no one ever <laughs> did. And he just didn't know what the chorus should be. And then one day, suddenly it just clicked. And he found... And he starts saying, forever God is faithful, forever God is... And he got stuck. So he kept <laughs> singing that. And then his bass player's wife came, stuck her head around the door and went, strong. <laughs> oh, yeah! Forever God is strong. And that's how he did it. So um, I definitely recommend trying to find a bass player and seeing if their wife has, um, has any ideas. Let's do an analysis. Sam, tell us what you like about this song. I like that it's based on the pattern of Psalm 118 and a couple of other psalms, this idea of having a line and then having that repeated refrain, his love endures forever, or some mm. versions as faithful love endures forever. I really like that. Um, I think it's it links it to the psalms. I think also people can really easily, whether or not they can pick up on the kind of um, the lines one and three, uh, they can always get those even lines, his love endures forever. Yeah. So that becomes a really strong hook. Um, and also I like the fact that this is, uh, specific about thanking God. Um, we're going to talk about praise songs later on, and this is obviously a praise song, but it, it specifies things that God has done. Um, you know, he's for the life that's been reborn. So, you know, for people who've become Christians, the fact that from the rising to the setting of the sun, God remains faithful, thanking God for his grace. Um, and I, I just think that's a really strong thing, not just to say, God, you are great, God, you are worthy, but to yeah. be specific, I think is mm. really powerful. So one of the ways that we extend that in a in a congregation is to, talking about the specific thanks is to get people to think of what are you thankful to God for today? You know, be very specific for themselves. And a bit like with the psalm where it, it actually says, you know, God rescued us out of the Red Sea, his love endures forever. Um, we invite people maybe just to speak out or over a mic to actually say what was on their mind so get to the end of the song and you keep that kind of G chord going 
and people say, you know, I'm thankful for the bright sunshine today. And then we get the congregation to respond, His love endures forever. Cool. Um, thank you for, you know, my new job. His love endures forever. And so on. And so you're, you're taking that idea of specific thanks, but then you're making it very specific to your congregation and to that exact moment. It's quite a good way to, you know, really bring out what God has been doing. Um, I'm going to pick two things that I think make it a really strong song. Um, and the first is that it's written in primary colours. I don't know I've said this sort of thing to you before and you've just looked at me with confusion. Um, but so I think of primary colours as being the, the kind of the main three chords. Uh-huh. Chords one, four and five. They're like red, yellow. I can't, what are the primary <laughs> colours? <laughs> it's confusing because you have different ones with light. Anyway, red, yeah. yellow, and blue. So, cyan, magenta. Yeah, that's there. And black, yeah. Um, they, But it's written in these primary colours, which I think gives it a really... Songs like that are really strong. It's kind of like Beatles songs. It's like rock and roll. Yeah, there's loads yeah. of stuff that where they're not the later Beatles, but, you know, where the primary <laughs> colours yeah. give it a certain character and often really works with a praise song. And then it you know, slips into a, a six minor, which is almost, you know, it's kind of connected. So I think that is one of the things that, that makes it very strong. Just lots of... Uh, called one 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 four 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 four. It's pretty much twelve bar blues. Yeah. Um, without the blues. Um, and then the second thing I think that makes it very strong is the hook in the chorus. Forever, do 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 do. Forever. Now, and that's strong for two reasons. One is that it's a leap, and and leaps almost always make a hook. So when you're kind of trying to write the top moment of your song making a leap often makes a hooky melody. But the other thing is that it, it sings the same hook and changes the chords underneath it. Yeah. Um, which is a, it's a strong musical technique because it adds variation whilst retaining the excellent hook and making it so, so, so singable. So yeah. re- in that way, that kind of simplicity. And it's just the repetition. I mean, you mentioned it, but sing praise, sing praise, sing praise, sing praise. Forever God, forever God, forever God. His love endures forever. His love. And- There's all this repetition in it with some other specific stuff woven in, like you've said. Uh, so how uh, could Mr. Tomlin have improved it, Mr. Hargreaves? I really, <laughs> it's one of those things, isn't it? Because people do sing it all over the world and I've sung it hundreds of times. I love it. Mm. But I do struggle with the fact that the scan in verses two and three is different to verse one, especially the opening line. Yeah. So you start, give thanks to the Lord. And then it's got that, with a mic, you get an extra syllable in there. Yeah. And then from the rising, and it's not helped by the fact that some people then seem to mess around with it. I'm not sure exactly what's the original version but i think tomlin's version has a delay on the beginning oh so it goes goes, with a mighty hand and and i think that's really i mean to me that's really bad writing because yeah everyone is off put off by the fact that they were singing just before the beat give thanks it's really strong Mm. and then they have to wait oh oh, i haven't come in oh uh, uh, uh." which is why i think in i think i'm a lot of people will sing with a mighty hand that's at least just adding one extra syllable so mm. I think that's poor writing. Um, that yeah, that would be that would be my main problem with it. I concur. Good. That, but that's basically that basically is the main problem with it. Let us move on to the next section. It's the twelve song challenge. Twelve song challenge. The twelve song challenge for April was to write an Eastertide song, and I think we need to um, make a confession, or at least beg forgiveness. 
<laughs> just in that it's i think we set quite a hard challenge sam and there was quite a lot of bits to it and options so i think people pops got a bit overwhelmed i had a nice chat with somebody at spring harvest who they said a whole group of people in their church were doing it oh and wow they'd, they'd really enjoyed um doing it together and they would meet up and play each other their songs so that was a great thing to hear and i hope those guys um We'll, we'll post some stuff. I'm not sure if they're posting on the forum, but maybe send us an email with some of the best stuff that they've been doing. Yeah. Uh, but they did say that they were a bit overwhelmed by the Easter one. And so maybe, uh, well, hopefully this month will be very straightforward. Yeah. We've got a straightforward plan, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, we heard from Alison on um, Facebook. who said, I'm struggling with this month's 12 Song Challenge. There's so much material, but I want to thank you for recommending the book Surprised by Hope by N.T. Wright. It is proving to be enlightening, but meaty reading. Certainly not a bedtime storybook, but thoroughly enjoying the challenge. And it's given me plenty to chew on, which is great. So we're thrilled with that. And I yeah. sort of hope that that then leads on to um, to inform Alison's writing later. She also said, I'd like to just she would like us to pass on thanks to all those who are taking time to comment on the songs submitted for the 12 song challenge and how important it is um having people constructively criticizing each other so that they're learning and suggesting improvements and so on so that's great we agree with you Alison. so thanks all of you who are actually really pitching in not just writing yeah um, but getting on the forum um and helping everyone else and there are several people who are really quite prolific in that and so we're yeah. really grateful to them should we look at what um, some people did? You picked something out, haven't you, Tam, that you thought? Yeah. So um, Trish Stafford uh, writes a lot um, on this uh, 12 Song Challenge forum, and she's mm. put a lot, number of things up. And she um, really took on this idea that uh, Mark was sharing with us last time of picking a story of um, the kind of post-resurrection uh, um, encounters and uh, she actually has chosen the moment just before uh, the coming of the Spirit in Pentecost. So she's written a song called In the Upper Room. Yeah. And she describes, um, she calls them secret followers, scared to stand and be a witness for our risen Lord. And I think it's a really interesting song. And then what she's done uh, is, is obviously post that on the forum with a, a, a recording of her singing it. And a guy uh, called uh, Alan Kerry mm. has taken it and he seems to have quite a lot of experience with recording and stuff so he's recorded what i think is a really nice version and he's he's tweaked it a bit here a little bit of changes of of chords uh change the key yeah um and i think he's really um uh, and then subsequently trish has then also um worked on the the lyrics she's changed the final verse i i commented that i thought the final verse was almost too um too kind of nicely completely finished mm. so she went from we're in the upper room oh we're now uh we're, we're kind of going out where um you know we're, we're going to pass on the message and i said well what about if you stay in the upper room a little bit more and don't don't bring that kind of clean conclusion so uh, i think we should have a little listen to to alan's version and um just enjoy what trisha's written really Upper room waiting for the light, waiting for the breath of God, wanting to do it right. We've been your secret followers, scared to stand and be 
A witness for our risen Lord A friend to you and me Walk with us, send your spirit Come breathe on us anew Open wide the doors of this upper room In the upper room, waiting for the light Waiting for the breath of God Wanting to do it right Longing to share with others The wonders of your love Make us selfless, take our fear Give courage from above Walk with us, send your spirit Come breathe on us anew Good to basically see how people are collaborating. That's fantastic. Trish has written something. Alan's come along. And I, well, I suppose I really like that there's enough of a kind of spirit of encouragement on that forum now that people, someone like Alan just thinks, I'll have a go at this and I'll show Trish what I've done without being really coy. But, you know, he sort of asks her permission as he does it, but he doesn't need to be coy because they're beginning to learn. And we've learned this with Resound, haven't we, over the years, just to begin to just accept critique yeah, and criticism yeah. and invite it and enjoy it and when someone comes along and says i've got this completely different idea for your song rather than being offended just think wow my song's inspired them to a completely yeah, different idea exactly. that's better yeah. than mine <laughs> so it's good uh let's find out what we've been doing sam i'm on i'm gonna play you a song okay i too found this a difficult challenge um and um i i got hold of mark's book and i read that uh, and it's really good. I definitely recommend it. And I'm thinking we might start using it with our small group because it just has, it's got this great, we could read a chapter all about these different encounters with the risen Christ. It's good stuff. Um, but it actually, I still struggled and I continue to struggle. I said, what am I going to write a song about? And then by some coincidence, um, last night, <laughs> we, uh, in my small group, we looked at John, beginning of John 21, which is the appearance to the disciples in the upper room and particularly to thomas and we got talking a lot about how the thing that main thing jesus says is peace be with you and he keeps repeating it we talked about this idea of the kind of shalom peace which is complete kind of wholeness and fullness and Mm. restoration and so on and how that it needed to be the risen christ who came and did that because in a way that was the result of his work on the cross of dying and rising again that he now comes and says i now bring you this peace and is able to say now you can go and take forgiveness out with you which is Mm. a mark of peace and so on so that was quite cool and inspiring and um and so i and we had a great time of prayer and afterwards i thought this is the moment i've got to try and write something so i've had a go um (laughs) plus it was only like seven hours till you're actually doing this podcast (laughs) it's true it's true so um, I've come up with something and uh, I'm also I suppose the other thing I want to say is that this is the point of the 12 song challenge isn't it that just get something written yeah um, and it might not be good or it might be but it keeps again so I'm I'm, really, I'm so chuffed that I've actually managed to get something so I'll play it to you and it's a bit sort of um, yeah it's a bit different I think a bit different to my usual thing see what you think 
can see my hands and the wound in my side Peace be with you Think of those who come who won't see what you see I really like that. I think it's great. I think it's amazing. Isn't it? Doesn't it amaze you that a line like "Peace be with you" is not a line that we sing in songs that I can think of? It yes, it's yeah. such an important part of you know Christianity, the theology of of our faith, and yet we don't sing it to each other. And what you know, what a powerful thing to sing over one another. You know, in a ministry time or. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can I make a couple of comments? Sure. I hope, I hope so. Uh, the yeah. end. Um, yeah. Doesn't really feel like it lands at the end. Yeah. So I feel like you need to go. Um, to yeah, kind of just bring it home at the end or something like that. And also you have that line about think of those who come who won't see what you see. I know, yeah. It's... Which is like really pertinent to Thomas. Yeah. But I'm not sure what it means for us now. And this is the, I think this is one of the big problems of doing this kind of challenge is there are things that are universal that apply to Thomas and apply to me now. And then there's other things that really just apply to Thomas. Um, so I think you need to think that through. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. And I thought this, I know that's the awkward line. I tried really hard to just not put anything in that wasn't in there. But then I ran out of universal yeah. stuff. But I, what I'd like to get somehow is maybe that idea of us being the ones who somehow see with faith or something rather than... yeah. Um, then it, could then you have something like the picture? Um, s- s- some you know, this isn't scan at all, but some some see face to face, um, and some see with eyes of faith, or something that kind yeah, of yeah. sense of there are those that see more clearly, and there are those that s- see with eyes of faith, or s- something that acknowledges a sense of I don't know that we we don't all necessarily have the same revelation of God. Mm. But Jesus, it, Jesus' comment is, well, if they don't, you know, see me physically, then kind of blessed are they for believing. You could be kind of see me with your eyes or see me with your eyes of faith or something. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, I could do something like that. Do you think it, um, 
it's a lot of it's in the words of Jesus and then it's a response. Again, we don't necessarily sing a lot like that, do we? No, but I think it works because you, especially because you say listen to the words. Mm. You I I struggle a little bit with songs that are from the perspective of God. I the Lord of Sea and Sky. It's like, well, yeah. I'm not the Lord of Sea and Sky. So you, <laughs> I feel like you need to get a soloist to sing that or something to make sense of that. Whereas I think if you say I think you've got around it quite well, actually. Listen to the words and then in sort of quotation marks, peace be with mm. you. Mm. Cool. Thanks, Sam. Well, I think I might keep might keep working away on that because, uh, um, yeah, it's something I like about it. It's a bit, it feels like it's like kind of a new song for me. And do you know the other thing I did on this, just to throw in? Go on. It's, I, I've been listening to quite a lot of, um, I suppose, sort of slightly sort of Americana, folky, chilled yeah. stuff. And a lot of the time I've noticed... <laughs> quite a common thing it's a production thing but it's to kind of play the the melody on the guitar at the same time as singing it yeah and um and i quite like you know it's this kind of thing i'm quite into at the moment so uh, this is one of the things like i did with that one i've actually been trying to give myself some new melodies to sing by actually working out what i can play on the guitar you know what falls naturally under the chord changes mm. I'm letting that lead me into a melody, and that's the that's the kind of thing I did with that one. So it's quite a nice, quite a nice little trick. Yeah, that's a good trick. Finding something new. Sam, what have you been up to this month? I so I didn't take Mark's challenge. I took my challenge. Oh, very of, humble. Surprisingly enough, of writing a song that had brought in more of the the cosmic implications and also the implications um, between different groups of humans uh, in in the resurrection. Um, which I take kind of from Ephesians 1 and 2, really, this kind of big picture that Paul paints of what Christ has achieved. Um, so the first verse of my song is very much sort of individual or our, our personal shame, you know, being dealt with. The second one is um, creation, earth and heaven being made new and our, us working for that. And then the third one is kind of bringing, you know, in Ephesians 2, it's that sense of, you know, the Jew and Gentile being brought together, one one new person. So... And I've written, I guess, a hymn um, with with that. So it, it's kind of, it's not so much got a chorus. It's more, um, I guess they would say, through composed. I can I just throw in because I've seen earlier versions of this. And yeah. You, and you sort of, you did write it as if it was verses and choruses, didn't you, at first? And then you sort of realised, yeah, that actually it was a hymn and they belo- and that they should be jammed yeah. together. And I hope there's enough repetition, especially. Well, I think all the way through, there's quite a lot of repetition of ideas or phrases so that it doesn't feel like a whole new, almost like a whole new song every verse. That that would be, mm. that would be, I'll be worried about cool. that. Cool. Well, why don't you play it for us? Christ was raised, even death could not contain him. We are saved, saved. Raised, he is seated 
My friend, I think that is an excellent song. Thank That's you very really, much. That's really, really good. I, I think it's... Re- I've been watching a lot of MasterChef recently, and I find it very difficult not to say, I love the flavours and the zing of that sauce. <laughs> <laughs> but I love... Songwriting never got this oh, tough. Oh, and the frangipan. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I really love the rich... I can't do it. I can't help it. It's MasterChef. I love the rich content. I love the way that the um, there's so much packed in there uh, that it begins with quite familiar stuff, like you say, about our the kind of impact on us, the, the, the powerful defeat of death and sin and um, the... Yeah, sending the spirit and all this kind of stuff. I love that this kind of idea of um, the impact on creation. This that line: "Our struggles have a purpose. Our work is not in vain." I think it's brilliant, and all because Christ was raised. And um, and then I love it as well how it has an impact on the world and society, and, and we're all kind of there's somewhere it's all heading for. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant hymn. Firstly, it's definitely a hymn. I can't know, work out how on earth you thought at one stage it was a verse and chorus. <laughs> because I've never thought of myself as a hymn writer. But. <laughs> well, there you go. But you have written a hymn. Um, I um, I think, so So we've actually spent a bit of time looking at this and we've we've talked to, and, and obviously all the good bits you've written and that are obviously the bits that I critiqued at some stage. <laughs> um, but the... Um, the thing I want want to draw attention to in the fourth line, which I know you have revised a bit and uh, through through several versions, is I feel like it it just kind of peaks a bit too high, which doesn't allow you the lovely leap up to the Christ is raised. Yeah. And maybe if you could just sort of the last in His name, for example, in the first verse was more of a harmony of it. In His na- uh, name, in His name, Christ is raised. So that you really lift somewhere. That would go. Great. I could play with that, yeah. The other thing was just in the last, the very last verse. Christ is raised with a new and glorious body, scars of love in his hands and in his side. So we'll sing as one body to our saviour, hallelujah, king of life. When I first saw that, I thought, oh, that's really clever the way you've used body twice. But now having sung it, listened to it a few times, I actually think, do you know, I think that last body jars a bit. Because you sort of have to build this, oh, he's used the word body again. Oh, yeah, that makes, oh, rather than just, you're at the end of the hymn, and yeah. I kind of feel like one, some other word, so we'll sing with one spirit to our saviour, or I don't know, would actually just give it a stronger, rather than the being the time to play with the repetition of a word, it's the time just to belt out something um, strong. I see it, it's all I can think of. I think it's a great song. Thanks, man. Uh, I want to say thanks to the people who commented on the forum as well because there was some really, some really helpful um, stuff, encouraging. But people bringing up a few things that have meant some of the things have got tweaked um, and changed. So uh, it's been it's been really helpful to have that that critique. Let's move on to set the twelve song challenge for this month. Twelve song challenge. I interviewed Sue Rinaldi last month, uh, Sam. I think you listened to that, and um, mm, it's very good. Sue. One of the questions I asked Sue was, uh, in her role as a, as a label manager, somebody gets lots of songs sent to her, and particularly over the years with Spring Harvest Songbook, where loads of people send in songs, she sees themes that kind of emerge and disappear, and she sees gaps and things. Um, and I asked her about that, and she mentioned some of the, the possible gaps. And one of the things she said really struck me, and I suppose struck a chord, was 
lively praise songs. We're still yeah. short of lively praise. There's plenty of mid-tempo anthems. Yeah. Or even songs that sort of sound lively, but if you take away the... If you take them off the recording with all the synths and the loops and things, you're, you're not really left with something lively at all. Um, I think that's true. I think there used to be... I used to feel like every one or two years you'd get a new song come around. It was probably in G. Um, yeah. And it would fulfil that kind of lively praise song moment. So we want to see Jesus lifted high. Um, um, yeah. He, he is the Lord and he reigns yeah, on high. Yeah. And you sort of, you had a place for it and you knew it was a good service opener or a good praise yeah. moment. And I feel like I'm I'm still using praises rising in that place, yeah. despite the fact that praises rising is actually quite, you know, a few years old now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and frankly, I don't think that these songs are supposed to be endless songs that we all sing on for eternity. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it might feel like that in a service, but um, I think that, there's a little joke. That's um, a nice, nice joke. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, um, should throw in more jokes. <laughs> um, but I do think that, um, yeah, I, I, th- I feel like those songs actually probably get recycled, you know, fairly soon. And so we need to keep writing fresh ones um, because, you know, they, 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 need to, they need to feel a bit um, contemporary and, and new. Let's enter the workshop and uh, let's start to give some tips then on what we think uh, makes for a good lively praise song. And I guess also we have to kind of, our disclaimer or our, uh, no, what's the word? Our disclosure is that I think, we're, I, certainly I find this as hard to write as anyone. Um, I'm, I'm my, my leaning is always words, is always towards the words, slightly more lyrical things and, and so on. And there's something just of the simplicity of language and concept that you need in a lively praise song, which some perhaps in itself makes it difficult. Um, but let's talk about, I think we, we picked out four particular things that are helpful. And um, the first one is the idea of repetition. Repetition is really important if you're going to do something which is, which is lively and praisey. So, for example, at the beginning of, a, you know, in a chorus, if you sing a line at the beginning of a chorus, very often... The best thing to do is just to sing that line again, and you can yeah. even change the chords, or you could, uh, uh, you know, you can adapt it slightly, but as similar as possible. So rather than a chorus, particularly becoming a list where you carry on exploring, there's no more exploring. Just respond, and if it is our oh, God is great, then sing our oh, God is great and sing it again. And mm. um, I think that's a real strength, and you find that in. Um, uh, our God saves, yeah. our God saves, the same thing twice. I mean, again, that for me, that's one that's getting a bit old. Often use it as an opening to a service because it, it does that job. Um, so repeating lyrics, we talked about it in Give Thanks to the Lord, didn't we? Um, his love endures forever. His love yeah. endures forever. The same musical phrase and the same lyrical phrase. Forever God is faithful. Forever God, forever. Yeah. So I think that's a, a really important thing is to find um, find repeated lyrics, find repeated musical phrases. And sometimes we criticise repetition because it's thoughtless in, in a sense. It's not you, You've not noticed that you're just using the same words again and again. Like I just said, uh, you've used the word body twice. Yeah. But had you used exactly the same phrase with body in it and, you know, kind of changed it around a little bit at the end or something, then you'd have that kind of strength of repetition, which is different to kind of careless repetition. Yeah. So example, a couple of from my songs I've written, um, people might know my song, Come You Thankful People Come, 
It just got that same idea of a repeated refrain. Come be thankful people, come to praise the one true God. And then the second line, come as many, come as one, to praise the one true God. So that to praise the one true God keeps coming back. Um, another thing that I really like with repetition is call and response, because mm. that allows a congregation to sing it without needing to see the words on a screen. If you can't read, it's really helpful. If you've just, you know, want to worship in the on a field or something without a without a projection screen, you've got the ability to sing a song. So um, I really like David Ruiz's I Will Worship for that reason. I will worship, I will worship. Mm. Um, and I wrote a song uh, which is not on the Resound site, but it's on the Jubilate site uh, called Give Thanks to the Lord. And it has not exactly the same as Chris Tomlin's. Uh, it has that call response um, feature. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. He's been good to us. He's been... And I found that really helpful because you, once you teach, taught someone the chorus, which is not call yeah. and response, yeah. the rest of the song, you can sing three whole verses uh, simply by having a leader calling out the, the line and everyone else responding. Yeah, there's the other one on the um, on the resound site of Judy's, isn't there? Um, which is uh, let your spirit rise before oh, yeah. the Lord, let your spirit rise before the Lord, and worship Him together, worship Him together. That's a that I mean that that's a really fits this category well. Yeah, it's got the repetition. Yeah, and as you say, call and response, really nice device. And then you get to the chorus, and everyone joins in. Yeah. So another thing we noticed was that quite a lot of the songs that we like in this category have uh, what you could call a slow harmonic tempo, which is musical jargon for the chords don't change very often. Um, and I think one of the things uh, we were thinking was that it's quite easy to make a song sound a bit cheesy when you do it fast. Um, yeah. And I know that cheesy is quite a British concept that it's hard to explain, but just a bit kind of naff a bit too childish um, twee twee yeah cliched cliched and i think one of the things that really grounds some of the songs is when the 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 rhythm the the drum beat is fast but actually the changes aren't going by that fast so give thanks to the lord our god and king his love endures forever you've played for ages on just chord one and then finally for he is um, mm. praises rising chord one hearts return finally to chord two to you oh, yeah. sort of four, yeah. sorry. and then back to one yeah. down to you um and it so you've got that fast tempo in the rhythm section yeah. but the chords aren't changing that often it means that the the melody can can um bed in to a particular chord uh the congregation feels kind of secure and it it means you're not kind of constant now this isn't a hard and fast rule you know no. you, it may be that fast changes work really well but uh it's it's something maybe to play about play around with and think about i agree with that i mean i've certainly done it in in some songs um uh in it's probably probably the best example of a song i've written that is actually a lively praise song which is uh, come let's sing kneel can't remember the words which chord to four bring a song of glory to our god which is holding the chord hold the chord and what that does is it it builds a sort of sense of anticipation, doesn't it? It's a really solid bed, so it's not you know not got a tension. Yeah, you made this solid bed, but you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you're going to go to code 
to chord four. <laughs> yes. And it happens in lots of songs. So that yeah. might be something, you know, some of the guys doing 12 song challenge, try that. Do this chord one, chord one, chord one, delay it, delay it, hit chord four. And it kind of, it's like an explosion of color. It's like an ex- sudden, it's like you've lifted the harmony of the whole yeah. thing. And we've, we've heard it in several songs, haven't we? Um, the other thing about lively praise songs, I suppose, is very often they don't have lots of verses. Um, often limited to one, maybe two verses. And again, very often they have a pre-chorus. And, you know, we we often, when we meet up in our resound song clubs and we, we look at each other's songs, we quite often tell each other to drop the pre-choruses. Mm. So it, so you don't have to have so many sections to your songs, but sometimes that's because we've written five verses, six pre-choruses, a tag, an intro, and, and so on. But a praise song using a pre-chorus, and we talked about this before, haven't we? Again, it, it builds that kind of sense of anticipation and tension before release. And often the pre-chorus is on chord four. So if you're in B flat like I am here, it's on the E flat because you're holding it. Then back to be like, da, 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 ready for the chorus. And you hit yeah. it. Or it often begins on chord two, which is the the perfect pre-chorus chord. If you want to write, if you want to write a praise song by formula, yeah. you'd do chord one for ages. Yeah. Then you do four, then you do one, and then the pre-chorus you'd hang around on two quite a lot, then up to four. Yeah. Sing your praise. And and you're there. Um, so the use of a pre-chorus and lyrically it's 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 often a bridge between the kind of the explanation of of the verse um it's like it's kind of a moment of gently gently breathing in gently responding gently meditating almost often with the same line ready for the exhalation and the explosion of the ver- of the chorus and then the last thing we want to say about the music is uh that i think this the melody has to be so strong in a praise song like this i think some of the songs that have been coming out recently um that try to be praise songs are you know they've got a great kind of EDM style synth lead line and maybe a cool drum beat and you know all of those things are are fun but if you strip them away is the melody really singable is it catchy mm. are people going to be singing it in the car when they leave if you picked up just a guitar or a djembe or something would you be able to to really sing that song and that's where having an absolutely killer melody um is is totally key so um you might sing uh you are the everlasting god we've we've um taken that song apart in in another podcast and it's just such a brilliant melody and it repeats again the everlasting god you do not faint you won't grow it building 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 yeah yeah you know absolutely great melody and that's what um keeps people going back to songs like that so so do put an emphasis on writing a fantastic melody that people will get quickly, that people will feel secure with uh, when they sing it. Mm. What about, Sam, the lyrical context? We talk quite a lot about how you might structure it, how you might use melodies, repeated phrases, delayed chord changes and things. But what, what should you say in a, in a praise song? Yeah, I was reading um, a book recently by John Whitfleet, who some people will know, um, called the biblical psalms and christian worship and he defines two different types of praise in the psalms he, he has what he calls general praise and specific praise so general praise is those kind of shouts of praise the hallelujah glory to god you are so good lifting you higher hosanna 
And he says, well, you know, we need those. We need those sort of stock phrases mm. that are important um, because they kind of give some vocabulary. And, you know, you see, a, you see a sunset and you go, oh, hallelujah. You know, you've learned that kind of stock phrase. So, so they're good and we shouldn't kind of ignore them. We shouldn't, you know, move away from them entirely. But I do wonder whether we also need the second type, which is what he calls specific praise. So this mm. is where you say, God, you have done this. I've got a little um, quote from him. He says, large portions of Hebrew prayer are devoted to recounting the history of God's actions, which presumably God already knows. Uh, this act of remembrance does more than merely tell a story. It gives identity and specificity to the God who's addressed in prayer and correspondingly to the people who pray. He's basically saying, you know, yes, we can say these stock phrases. Yes, we can say hallelujah. But also so much of the psalm says, wow, God, you delivered us at this time. You saved me when I was in the pit. You, it tells a story mm. and then says, oh, you know, wow, you, you are an amazing God. So when people come to write, I'd love them to, to maybe have that in mind. When am I going to be general? When am I going to say, God is great. God is powerful. Hallelujah. God is good. And are there also aspects of either the story in the Bible, uh, the story of Jesus' life and death and resurrection, the story of, you know, what is to come, or even the story of your particular congregation that you mm. want to be a little bit, I mean, you're not going to write, you know, yes, thank you for taking Muddlington Baptist Church from, you know, a difficult financial situation into a more <laughs> stable financial You know, <laughs> you can't be that specific. But I think you can you can allude to or you can you can bring in aspects of this is actually something that you have done god yeah. uh, and that is why you are worthy of praise and i wonder whether that could enhance some of our praise songs i think the other thing in in terms of the the lyrical content is given the way we often use these songs that you know often at the beginning beginning of a service often something to kind of inspire lead us into worship and so on they need to not be too challenging i yeah. think that it's not the place there's pl you certainly should have some some aspects of challenge in your worship whether it's sort of you know often that will be in the sermon and and so on but or it, it might be in, in clever poetry and songs in some ways but a praise song it just kind of needs to remind you of what you already know mm -hmm. it needs to lyrically just be be something that sounds great said together as yeah. well doesn't it i think and that's why often um often that the choruses are simple things like our god is great or you know something like that you might be able to think of something far more um clever but at the same time there's a simplicity to it and because the lively praise song in some ways is not designed to become a staple of the church for the next 30 years it's okay and that, you know, some ways it goes against lots of what we said in other songs about trying to be creative and write something different and explore the gaps and, and other stuff. In this case, you want to write well, it's got yeah. to be good quality, it's got to be good poetry, but it doesn't necessarily have to be groundbreaking. It doesn't necessarily have to be brand new ideas. It's okay. Yeah. We've talked before, haven't we, about diet and how, you know, there are some things in your diet that are, you know, the wonderful meal that you've cooked and smart you know worthy of master chef and then yeah. there are other things that are like wow well, you know a bit of toast with butter and a cup of tea you know it can oh, be fantastic yeah. yeah um and maybe a praise song is like a bit of toast with butter and a cup of tea you know it's it's not necessarily on the surface complicated it's it, it's familiar it's you grab it um yeah and yet that still you know takes work and skill to write it mm. 
Great. Well, that's the challenge then for... Oh, what month? All that's left is to introduce our featured song, which this time is actually written by me, Sam. Oh, it's very good though, Joel. I've decided to feature one of my own songs, uh, and it's brand new, and I wrote this. It's essentially based on, you'll work it out when you listen to it, a classic hymn, What Friend We Have in Jesus. And it's because I was going to lead this hymn in a in a service at one point, and I just thought I really want some kind of sort of response part of it. We sing a lot about how good it is to approach, you know, come to Jesus in prayer, but I want to mm. sort of do that. So I wrote this chorus, and then we went to the service. It was actually an inter-church service. Loads of people, brilliant. I really enjoyed the service, and we sang the hymn, and it was massive. We sang the chorus, and everyone really got hold of it, and it was great. But the two just sounded like completely different <laughs> songs. Yeah. So I came away thinking, okay, I better write some words. And so I had a go and I tried to write something that drew inspiration from that hymn, but wasn't just a kind of reworking of it. Um, and uh, this is what I've come up with. So we'll play that for you now. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So do get in touch on Twitter at Resound Worship, Facebook slash ResoundWorship.org or email us on podcast at ResoundWorship.org. Until next time. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, what a friend. What a friend we have in Jesus Who knows our every weakness And the burdens that we bear Oh, what a joy What a privilege and mercy To carry everything to Him in prayer Jesus, we come our defenses are undone And we lay our fragile prayers before your throne Jesus, we trust in your never-failing love Knowing safe within your grace we find our home We find our home
Find our home. We find our home.